Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fans Corner Football Podcast. Brian Bouye here along with Keith Van Vechten and Jack Geizo. And while we got a, a two-week break for the Super Bowl, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a, a special se- segment here on uh, our version of the NFL Awards. And we're going to take a look at uh, who we thought were some of the best performers of the year. And uh, we're going to start off with Offensive Rookie of the Year. And we, We've had a few uh, offensive players this year that turned in some really special performances of young guys. You know, we, we've got the... Uh, Kareem Hunt, we've got Alvin Kamara, we, we got the, the likes of uh, Leonard Fournette, a lot of guys with big seasons. Keith, who did you think made the most impact this year as a rookie offensively in the league? Alvin Kamara. I mean, this team was 0-2 in terms of the Saints before he took the field, and this guy just broke tackle after tackle, big plays in the passing game, I mean, got some space in the running game. Uh, so I think he's offensive rookie of the year. Close second would be Kareem Hunt. I don't want to downplay what he did this year. Led the league in rushing. Um, you know, he took it over from Todd Gurley in week 16, but or week 17, excuse me. But I think Alvin Kamara had the biggest impact. I think uh, he didn't have the flashiest or the biggest numbers, but I just think overall he had the biggest, um, you know, the biggest thumbprint on his team, if you will, for this year. Yeah, I think the way he helped that offense, I mean, obviously there was a lot of talent there. Um, you know, Mark Ingram had a big year as well. Uh, but, you know, with Kamara there, this was the first offense, and I can't remember how many years the stat was, but they had three guys with over 1,200 yards from scrimmage. And, you know, Kamara out of, out of the backfield, running the ball, catching the ball. Um, you know, just that big play was there at an instant. You know, you had to account for him on every play. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think early in the year, you know, we looked at Kareem Hunt, and he had such a huge explosion to start the year. But I think, you know, he kind of suffers a little bit in this award as the same thing the Chiefs did. You know, that, that midseason uh, swoon kind of knocked him down a little bit. But he's still got a great future. Um, you know, I, I think Leonard Fournette is going to be a beast in this league for 10 years if he stays healthy. Um, you know, we've obviously seen what he did in two games against the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Uh, this guy's a freight train, and if they keep uh, a good offensive line in front of him, you know, he's going to be really good for a long time. Jack, are you with us on Kamara's Rookie of the Year here, or do you see Absolutely. anybody else in that conversation? Absolutely. I mean, like you said, Kareem Hunt is right up there with him. I mean, he was the front runner for probably, I would say, most of the year. And then when the Chiefs got kind of through that slump they had, that's when Kamara really just took over. But, I mean, like you said, the Saints having all those guys that had so many yards in scrimmage, two of those guys were running backs. Yeah. You know, you'd expect two of those to be a receiver for the most part. But the season he had and the impact on this team was unbelievable. Yeah, I yeah. think we're I think we're unanimous in offensive rookie of the year. I'll give a I'll give a sentimental you know fifth place vote for Deshaun Kaiser just for being upright at the end of a a season with the with the uh, Cleveland Browns. I mean, I feel bad for this guy. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen what he could have done in a in another system, but you know, uh, I feel bad for the guy. So I just want to talk about Cleveland for half a second. So let's move on from that. Defensive rookie of the year, I, I think we're looking at another New Orleans Saint here. I mean, we just this team had a great draft this year. Um, you know, they got a lot out of it. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore was just, you know, you plugged him in and he looked like a guy who's been playing in the league seven, eight years. I mean, uh, what's your take on the season he had? And is he the guy for this award? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Lattimore had the biggest impact defensively of any rookie. I mean, five interceptions. This guy did not really give up many many receptions this year. I mean, he just wasn't even targeted. According to Pro Football Focus, he was the number four ranked corner in the league. And if you look around the league in terms of the elite corners and the shutdown guys, to be number four is a rookie. I mean, let alone any any year you're in the league, but number four is a rookie is way overachieving. So I think he's well deserving of this award. And to me, this was the best pick. I know it was number 12, so it's not saying much in terms of a reach, but I think this was the best pick for the Saints because this is exactly what they needed after all these years of abysmal defenses. So he's really brought some stability to that secondary. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the season he had and, you know, he came into the league with high expectations and, 
you know, uh, that's a position that it usually takes some time for guys to, you know, kind of find their stride in the league. And, and he looked like he didn't miss a beat. He looked like he was ready to go right from the beginning, uh, was a great fit for that defense. And, you know, the Saints, I mean, this was a defense the last couple of years that really was what held them back, you know, and uh, they made a lot of improvements on that side of the ball. A couple other guys I want to mention, I, I thought, you know, looking at this rookie class, uh, Jamal Adams had a real nice season for the Jets. I think they got a nice building block piece there. Uh, T.J. Watt was another guy that, uh, you know, I thought showed some signs of being a really good player in this league. Um, two guys I want to also throw out here as the least valuable defensive rookies of the year. I want to just have a special shout-out to Gary Ann Connolly and Obi Melifonwu, all you Raiders fans. Uh, we're going to be looking at you guys next year. So, you know, literally this draft was an absolute bust for you. Um, you better step it up next year because uh, Chucky's coming and he ain't going to like it. So, Marshawn Lattimore, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I think it's a lock. We'll take a look at the uh, Offensive Player of the Year now. Uh, a lot of possibilities for this award. Uh, generally, you see a guy, you know, who gets this award is not always the league MVP. Um, you know, you usually have, you know, separate guys. It's usually if you're two offensive guys, one will get Offensive Player of the Year. The other one will get MVP. So we've got some good candidates here. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, Carson Wentz, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady. How do you guys see this one? I think it's Todd Gurley. Uh, I, I think right up to week 17 when he sat, he was an MVP leader. I mean, I think he could have won it if he played that final week. But this guy is the most versatile player offensively anyway in the league. Over 1,300 yards rushing, just about 800 yards receiving. He led the league in touchdowns. So I think he's well-deserving of this. And like I said, if he played week 17, I think he would have a really strong case to be the league MVP. Jack, what do you got there? I agree. I mean, you know, the last few weeks really pushed Todd Gurley into the front running for that award, in my opinion. You know, I mean, like I said, this is and this is, I think, the most wide open of all the awards. You know, you could put Antonio Brown, all those guys, like you said, in there. Antonio Brown, despite missing the last two and a half games, essentially still led the league in receiving yards. You know, so there's a lot of names, but I think Todd Gurley is is going to end up taking this one. Yeah, I think you look at Gurley going forward and, you know, to to put him in there with the other weapons they have on the offense. I mean, Jared Goff, you know, after last year, you know, we were questioning whether he could play in the CFL, uh, but now he looks like a future MVP candidate. And I think a lot of that, you know, is the pressure that Gurley helped take off of him. Um, you know, they've got some other weapons on that offense, you know, uh, Robert Woods, you know, you, you look at Sammy Watkins, they're going to be an exciting team for the next couple of years if they can stay healthy and guys keep developing. But Gurley, you know, one of the most exciting players in the league, you know, we're, we're green again here guys I'm with you I think Todd Gurley is going to be offensive player of the year um you know I think Wentz and Brady would have been in that MVP conversation you know and one of them might have been in this award as well um you know if not for Wentz's injury things could have looked a little different here but you know nothing wrong with Todd Gurley like you said I mean he catches the ball he runs the ball he's a good blocker you know he just helps that offense in so many ways so Todd Gurley for uh offensive player of the year on the other side of the ball I think there's uh a lot of guys who had standout statistical seasons. I mean, you can look at Calais Campbell. Uh, you can look at Bobby Wagner. You can look at Chandler Jones. Uh, you can look at a couple of the defensive backs from Jacksonville. Um, but I want to see a guy in this who's made such a huge impact. And my, my vote is looking at Calais Campbell here. I thought he was the biggest offseason signing, and we saw the improvement that this Jacksonville defense made. And I think a lot of it can be attributed to this guy. I mean, he's a mountain of a man, six foot eight, 270-plus pounds unblockable from one guy. Um, he got to the quarterback. He changed games. Um, I, I think this is an easy award, guys. What about you? I think so, too. Uh, it's it's between him and A.J. Bouye, the guy in the secondary behind him. I mean, Bouye didn't give up a touchdown all season, and he had six interceptions. But I'm going to go with the guy that anchors that front, that gets after the quarterback, that just makes 
opposing offenses a day, just a complete nightmare. I'm on board with Calais Campbell, 14 and a half sacks. I mean, he was just a difference maker for that team this year. You could just feel his presence when you were watching that game. So I think it's Campbell, and I think a close second is A.J. Bouye, the, uh, the guy right behind him. How about you, Jack? 100%. I think we're in agreement again. I mean, Calais Campbell, when you look at a guy that's made the biggest impact on a team overall this season, he's the guy. I mean, I can't think of anyone better. You know, Chandler Jones led the league in sacks. He w- he had a very great season, but this guy made the biggest impact and was a big reason why um, they had so many sacks and got a lot of pressure on the quarterback this year. Yeah, I think the difference with, with Chandler Jones is, um, you know, he's out in Arizona on a team this year that we really right. didn't hear a lot about. If Chandler Jones had put up these numbers, if he'd stayed in New England and put up these numbers, he'd certainly be in this conversation and, and probably be the favorite. But um, Calais Campbell, I think, is one of the best free agent pickups we've seen in several years here. I mean, this is a guy that, um, you know, came in and really just changed all everything for this defense. I mean, you, you talk about an impact maker. Uh, the numbers are there. He, he's very good against both the pass and the run. You can't guard him with one guy. So he, he gives opportunities for his teammates. So I think that's a, a huge advantage to him and a huge credit. So I think Calais Campbell has been one of the, the best free agent pickups that you know any team has made in several years here. So I think he's an excellent choice as defensive player of the year. And uh, he's been a huge reason for Jacksonville's success. Let's look at the coaching award. We've got the coach of the year and the MVP. Before we do the MVP, the the, the big tamale here, um, a lot of interesting candidates for coach of the year. You've got you've got Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. Um, you've got Doug Peterson. You know uh, that had had a great has had a great season with Philadelphia. Uh, you got Sean McVay. Uh, you can make a case for Doug Marone. A lot of guys that you can make good arguments for. Bill Belichick, with everything that's going on in New England this year, they just keep winning and winning. Uh, who do you guys see in this? I think it's Mike Zimmer. I mean, you look at this team and all the injuries that they had. Delvin Cook, they had Sam Bradford go out. Teddy Bridgewater was supposed to be their franchise quarterback, and he got hurt last year. So to put Case Keenum in there, to put Latavius Murray, who didn't play for the first three weeks of the season, and to have the success that he did go 13-3, and I think this is a really well-assembled team by Rick Spielman, the GM. But the scheme and the system that Mike Zimmer has put in place, is it's really plug-and-play. Adam Thielen has emerged. Obviously, Stephon Diggs is an elite-wide receiver. Rudolph has been reliable for years. they got an elite offense line in that defense. I think it all starts with the head coach. I think that system and the scheme is just a plug-and-play, and I think he really elevated his team this year, and I think Mike Zimmer deserves the award. How about you, Jack? It's a tough one, but I'm going to go with Sean McVay on this one. You know, from early on in the year, and again, you know, you could certainly make a case for either one. Mike Zimmer and what he's been able to do with that team has been phenomenal. But when I look at teams that have been most improved from the previous year, and considering that I didn't really expect them to be this good, I have I have to tip my hat to Sean McVay here. And what he's been able to do to motivate this team to be what they've been so far in 2017 that takes the award, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, certainly a 31-year-old coach, um, you know, you would think a lot of guys like that would certainly be in over their head. He was anything but that. He looks very comfortable there on the sidelines. Uh, their young core guys all made steps forward this year. I, I mean, I think the Rams are certainly one of those exciting teams going forward. Um, I look at this award, and, you know, sometimes I think about coaching awards, and, you know, you look at a guy like Bill Belichick, you know, he's just supposed to win every year and he does win every year, but you know, you don't see him with seven coach of the year titles. It's the same thing in other sports, you know, uh, Phil Jackson, when he was with the bulls and the Lakers, you know, wins 10 titles. I think he only got one or two coach of the year awards. I mean, um, maybe we're looking past these guys a little bit. It's easy to do because, Oh, they had Kobe or they had Shaq or he's had Tom Brady. He's had Gronk. Um, you know, I I think Brady has got to be in that. I mean, Belichick has got to be in that mix. Um, but 
I'm, I'm kind of with you, Keith, here. I, I think Zimmer, from what they've had to do, um, you know, you go into the season and you're thinking, okay, I've got Sam Bradford. I've got Teddy Bridgewater. One of those two guys is going to be my quarterback. No, it's Case Keenum, a guy that, you know, got laughed at for his first several starts. How are we going to win with this guy? Um, Adam Thielen had a career year. Defensive guys, a lot of them had career years. Um, Stephon Diggs came out of nowhere, I think, a little bit this year. You know, Dalvin Cook goes down. They just plug in another guy. You know, they, they found ways to make uh, the adjustments all year long. They've been even keeled. Um, you know, just been consistently good all year. And I think that goes to the head coach. I think people criticize him a little bit because he didn't, you know, necessarily uh, endorse Case Keenum throughout the year. Said, well, we don't know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. He's kept guys on their toes, you know, and maybe that's not the most popular thing, but. You can't argue with the results. The Minnesota Vikings are, you know, uh, have had a wonderful season this year, and I think Mike Zimmer should be rewarded with Coach of the Year. So, uh, I'm with you. Uh, hard, hard to give it to him considering all the stories we've had this year, but uh, I'm with Mike Zimmer as Coach of the Year. Our final award is the Big Tamale Most Valuable Player. Um, we've got a guy in New England, number 12, that uh, you know, at age 40, has had a remarkable season. He's my MVP. I can't look past him. You know, I, I could have thought, you know, maybe Carson Wentz prior to the injury should have been in the conversation. Um, you know, you can certainly make cases for other guys, but he's done it again. You know, they, they've just had a remarkable season. His stats are there. Uh, we really haven't seen any sign of a fall off. He, he's an MVP. He's the GOAT. Tell me something different. I can't. Yeah. I mean, 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions, over 4,500 yards, and a QB rating of 103. Um, I guess if you want to look for something different, there was some uh, issues protecting him this year. Okay, so he still put up those numbers. Without Brady, this Patriots team, I, I think for the first time in a while, would have struggled to win some games. I mean, we saw earlier in the year they were very vulnerable. We saw them lose to Miami. We saw some, uh, you know, against the Steelers. We had that call at the end of the game. There was games there to lose, even with Brady putting up these numbers. So could you imagine taking him out, not having Jimmy Garoppolo for half of the year, uh, you know, having a lot of uh, reports come out and all that kind of stuff that we've already discussed. So I think Tom Brady is the MVP. That's equivalent to me gargling vinegar at this point. I hate to say that, but he's the MVP. I mean, you really got to give it to him. You got to pay respect to him. And, you know, at 40 years old, he's still putting up those numbers and carrying the Patriots. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I just, I, I thought we'd see some sort of decline this year. Uh, we, we haven't seen it. Uh, Jack, are you with us on, on Brady for MVP or you got somebody else for us? I, I can't tell you anything different. I mean, it's, he's, he's the MVP. There's really no one else at this point that can compare with what he means to that team. And, the fact that he's putting up such amazing numbers at his age, you know, that's unheard of. So I think you got to give it to him. Well, we're pretty much in agreement on most of these. Uh, Tom Brady is our unanimous choice for league MVP. Uh, another phenomenal season, age 40. We'll, we'll see if he can do it again next year. He's talking about uh, playing until he's 45 or so. So, you know, he might have one or two more of these in him. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But that's our award segment. Uh, we'll be back with you guys next week to talk about the big game, the Super Bowl in Minnesota. So we'll uh, we'll wrap up uh, uh, this edition, uh, special edition of the Fans Corner Football Podcast. For Keith Van Vechten and Jack Izo, I'm Brian Bouye, and we'll see you soon.